Welcome, race fans! This is the Debris in Turn 3 Fancast, and we are back to bring you episode number one of the 2018 season. From Brooklyn, New York City, we are the hosts of the borough's favorite NASCAR show. My name is Matt. My name is Dan. This is a show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back for the first episode of our second season. Uh, right now, as we speak, the duels are on TV. I can see in the background I a little bit. got it on my phone right in front of me. Right, so we're, we're up to date on that. Um, <laughs> if you're not familiar with the show, this is the Debris and Turn 3 Fancast. It's a show about stock car racing, our fantasy league at NASCAR.com, and just whatever the heck else a couple of grandstanding fans think about what's going on in racing. Uh, so in this show, we cover the action from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series over its 36 race schedule, or we'll try yeah, we, to our best. We try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll also get into what's going on with the Debris in Turn 3 Fantasy League at NASCAR.com since we are no longer at Fox Fantasy. But we'll get more into that along with last weekend's Clash and this weekend's Daytona 500. We'll also catch up with what's happening in Florida as Speed Weeks 2018 is in full swing. So let's get into the action-packed off-season that we had in NASCAR. What's the first thing you got in the NASCAR off-season, Dan? Uh, well, I have something about Blaney getting a haircut. Oh, podcast host turned race car driver Ryan Blaney got a haircut. Check. Got it. That yep. was big news. Yep. Um, for someone who wasn't that great of a driver, I feel like we were talking about her all off-season, Danica Patrick. Well, she may not have been the greatest driver in NASCAR, but she most undoubtedly was an impactful race car driver. And Danica has stolen the headlines this season, even though she's only returning in 2018 for two races. Yeah. She was able to secure the, the team with Premium Motorsports um, amongst right. all her, her busy offseason schedule of finishing a book, podcasts, her winery, workout videos. And so Danica's been everywhere. There was even even dropped that she was dating a football player now. Yeah. Some guy named Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. Never heard of him. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that's kind of it. There was some like rules stuff, but I don't really understand. So what you're saying is not a lot of hard hitting off season news. Not really in NASCAR this no. season. Nope. All right. I say aside from uh, Junior and Kenseth, you know, moving on. It has been slow news going. Uh, what have you getting into in this off season? Um, I've really just been like chilling, you know, like, uh, the Oscars are coming up. So I've been watching all the movies. I got a fire stick. Um, Ooh, a fire stick. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So I've been able to download all the movies. Is it jailbroken? You yeah. don't have to tell us. <laughs> oh, no. Not. J- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's cool. Cause yeah. I, when I walked in for the show today, you said to me, it feels like we just, did the last show and I and I agree. I feel like it was we did the last show, the season ended. It was Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year. Yeah. And now you know here we are back for the beginning of the season. A couple other things happened of the Eagles beat the the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I thought we had mixed feelings on that one. Yeah, it was a weird game to root for anyone. It was a a terrible game all around, honestly. (laughs) Like just nobody could stop anybody. Yeah. Uh and then what else we've we been like into? Oh, Star Wars uh, Star this Wars winter, right? Yeah. 
I was that was uh, huge. That was huge. I was on the fence about it. I only saw it once, so I, I really wanted to like see it a couple of times. First so, time like, I saw it, I said to myself, "It's okay." Second yeah. time I saw it, really enjoyed it. All right, I'll have to see it. Again. Looking forward. There was just so much hype about it with Carrie Fisher dying and how the storyline was going to progress. And of course, yeah. I had who and then everyone had their own expectations and kind of built up this story to how they thought they see things going, and it certainly didn't go the way that I thought it was. No. But Overall, like I, I enjoyed the movie experience, and I'm looking forward to next year's Han Solo movie. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. Comes Which, out on my birthday. Does it really? Yeah, awesome. So that's okay, good. I guess I'm uh, we have uh, an idea of something to do. Yeah, come around your birthday time. Yeah. Uh, did you travel at all during the during the off season? I know you I, did. I saw some Instagram pictures. I did. I went to Key West uh, over New Year's. You went down there to help Junior do his remodeling. Well, I thought I was going to see him there because he was doing that show and like remodeling the house, but he was off out west skiing somewhere. Uh, but I just like walked into this bar called Shots and Giggles. And <laughs> Shots and Giggles. Behind like the bar, they had a picture of Dale Jr. signed, and they also had a Redskins like thing hanging on the wall. So I uh, think that's like might his... have been hanging out. Yeah. So uh, that's fun. Yeah, so you got to get away from the, the cold. Uh, I, on the other hand, have not have been freezing my butt off, walking the dog along the streets of Brooklyn. Uh, and also, I've been kind of out of it with the, the, the racing news because in the offseason, I like to kind of catch up on other things like watching some movies, watch some Netflix shows because now that racing is getting started, I, I mean, that's kind of like a, all I kind of throw on sometimes, you know, admit yeah. some big shows, but caught up on Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you watched that show. It was awesome Only the first on episode and then just never stuck with it. So. Uh, I really liked it a lot. Uh, just got into that Altered Carbon on, net, on Netflix oh, also. Yeah. yeah, it looks cool. And watching a lot of Islanders, although I haven't gone to many games, even though yeah. we just found out that they're going to be leaving Brooklyn. Going back to Long Island. Going back to Long Island to their old home. Nassau County. They're going to be eight miles away from the old Coliseum. Right. They're going to be at Belmont Park. Uh, they're going to build an arena right there next to the racetrack. Have uh, the Long Island Railroad. It's going to go right there. It's going to be a full-time uh, station. So this is going to be, it's going to be cool. I, I'm looking forward to it. And they're going to actually be they're temporarily going to play a couple of games at the old Nassau Coliseum yeah. as well. So the old barn's going to be back in action yeah. for at least a couple of games. So the Islanders, I mean, I, I kind of kick myself for not going to so many games because it's, it is, it's such a pleasure to like just get, on, get yeah. off the subway or walk right over there from a restaurant or the yeah. bars and like they go over to the Barclays Center. They haven't been great as of recent, like in the last couple of weeks. Well, the team has been of, struggling. Yeah. They've, had, they've had some flaws. And uh, hopefully a new home will do the trick for the Islanders because they have a lot of rising stars, Matthew Barzell, and yeah. uh, wait, what is this, a, a hockey show or is this a, NAS know. a NASCAR show? I don't know. But it's, you know, sometimes the two worlds collide. I don't know if you, if you yeah. watch on Twitter, you see uh, one, of the, one of the big NASCAR fans and guys in, uh, in the media, Matt Dillner. He, yeah. He's a huge uh, Islander fan, so he sometimes is. those two worlds collide there. Yeah, I hear he's got a, a new gig, too. I've listened to it couple of times yeah exactly and unfortunately we got to say goodbye to his old show garage cam i love that up close look of the work going on yeah. in the weekend practice sessions uh but yeah uh, matt dildner's over with dale jr download on dirty mo radio yeah you know that show got a lot better with obviously him being a part of it but also uh the, his uh juniors like uh 
road manager. Oh, his guy. assistant. Oh, Jesus! What the heck? Yeah. Did that, that, that guy's name. name. He's he, he's 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 all right, but he's just. Show is a lot good. I'm sure he's a great assistant for for Dale. Like the road manager helps him out, but yeah. maybe not the best co-host. <laughs> Dale's been great on it. I think actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's taken a it's really gone forward from where uh, it started when he would just kind of call in in the beginning and kind of give like his little like take on the on the race and then they yeah. would talk about it. it's been great having him uh, on on the sh- on the show yeah so they're in, they they're in a new home the Islanders looking for a new home the debris in turn three fantasy league is in its new home this season yep. playing the NASCAR fantasy live game at nascar.com yeah i don't know what happened fox just decided to like cancel their fantasy leagues or like with no notice i didn't get any notice um although i'm terrible with this fox league like i signed up for it before i was like and then i wanted to sign in with facebook you know those goes back and forth and like the the logins have been like crisscrossed so you've been driving me crazy so at first i couldn't get in and then i got in and then i'm trying to email everybody and then I'm no, and it's telling me that the league is no longer taking registrations. It's like two weeks before the race. I'm going what's and if I find out that Fox and Yahoo as well mm. canceled their NASCAR fantasy, so it left right. us scrambling trying to find a new home. Yeah. And apparently the, the the Fox League is not working either. I can't email <laughs> any of our old league mates yeah. from the site. So, so if st- anyone uh, who played on Fox is listening now. Go to NASCAR.com, go find the Debris in Turn 3 League, and uh, join. So what you're going to need to do to join is you have to create your entry first. Yeah. And it's real simple to do. Uh, you, you, you may have to create a register with NASCAR.com. I yep. mean, I had been already, so I, don't, I can't really tell you for sure. But I'm sure that's real easy as well. And then you would either search for the Debris in Turn 3 Fantasy League, and you, it's a public league, and you'll see a little blue box that says Join mm-hmm. on the right side, and you'll get in the league with us. And then we have the companion show here. We'll talk about all the action. We'll talk about what's going on in the league. And we give out prizes. We do? We give out prizes. Oh, Chuck won a grand prize for winning. Oh, yeah. What do you got? He won a T-shirt. Nice. And if you win Debris in, in th- turn three t-shirt? No, we didn't win any merch t-shirts. <laughs> he, he won a charitable uh donation. A little t-shirt from Wood Brothers Racing, that little rooster shirt that oh. went to the autism. Yeah. Uh and if you also win, if you win the Debris in Turn Three Fantasy League, you're also yeah. granted entry into our bonus league called the Wave Arounders, where oh. we play fantasy with all the other drivers right. in the league, all the guys you try <laughs> the not back to take. Markers, yeah. The backmarkers, yeah. That's and if cool you win prize. that league, you also win a prize. Didn't I win? That you league? did win. I did. So what I get? You won this. A koozie? <laughs> yeah. Hey, a Talladega koozie. That's pretty sweet. F- direct from Talladega Super Speedway. Nice. I'm when I was there for the Alabama 500. This Sunday when I'm watching the 500. Are you going to come over for the 500 or something? Or we, are what are we around? doing for the 500? What are you doing? Are you doing? Because I'm probably just going to be sitting on my couch right over there. Well, I was planning on the couch also. Yeah, so we'll I hope not too many NASCAR fans are thinking the same thing <laughs> and they're going to the races yeah. also. Yeah. Because um, they sometimes, from the looks of it, they sure as heck need it. So anyway, yeah. let's just uh, finish up the, the, the yeah. fantasy. So, so the NASCAR.com Fantasy Live just seems very convoluted to me at first, but uh, you get to pick five uh, starters and then a garage driver which you can switch out at any point during the race. So it's not like 
uh, other fantasy leagues where you set your lineup and that's it. Right. You can actually make adjustments. Uh, and then you get bonus points. You can choose who's good, who you think is going to win the poll and the three stages. Exactly. Yeah. First, second stage, uh, first and second stage, also the and race winner, race winners, the manufacturer, yeah. and the garage driver. You have to start before the race. You have to click start before the race begins, five minutes before the race begins. Mm-hmm. And then you have up until the end of the second stage to permanently swap one of those garage drivers with somebody in a race. Yeah. So it could be very helpful this weekend at a super speedway where could somebody be. maybe get caught up in a wreck. So yeah. a garage driver could be very useful. The other big change this year in the Fantasy League is it's not the salary cap system. It's going to be you get to choose every driver at a maximum of 10 times right. over the course of the season. And so there's no salary cap, and there's also no points per position gain. You're just going to get what the drivers gain during the race. Right. So those 10 times that you can choose the driver, that's only for your main team. Like, what about the bonus point stuff? Can you pick I think it's just the like, main team. Yeah? Okay. Right. I, I believe it's just the main team. That's how it seemed, and that's what I took from it. Okay. So you can also add have multiple entries in the same league, and you can also create multiple entries in separate leagues. So right now, I'm... Of course, I'm the Mythos Motorsports team. Yep. Uh, a shout out to my Thunder Rally board game <laughs> team that's been tearing it up yep. in the off season. And uh, also, I'm in with uh, I think uh, maybe NASCAR Chasm uh, that, that league, Pocono Raceway, and oh. the Jeff Luck League. So okay, I gotta join those. I'm gonna try the my other hand. league I'm in is the Pit Stop Pitbull. He's got a league too, and I joined that one with you. So I'm yeah. at the max five entries for. My it just email seems address. like a lot to pick every weekend. It is. It just made me feel like one of them's got to hit, right? Yeah. So uh, that's the Debris, Debris and Turn 3 League. We're over at NASCAR.com. So if you were with us last season at Fox, we've moved. Check the website. I posted on the board. Uh, look for our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you'll find out where to, you'll see where to find us. The links are all right there. So since NASCAR likes to change things up every year, new rules, packages, new this and that, um, I thought it'd be fun to have a new segment on our show called The Winner's Circle. And, I mean, you kind of guess what's going to happen. We're just going to say who (laughs) won in what series, you know, the week before. So we'll just jump right into uh, just recapping because so many people say, hey, I turned on the show and I want to find out, like, what happened last week, who win, and we would maybe... Go to the next race in the next segment or whatever. So yeah. uh, this weekend and uh, start of Speed Weeks uh, uh, was yeah. the Advanced Auto Parts Clash. That's what it is now, right? Yeah. Advanced yeah, Auto Parts Clash? Yep. Okay. I got the right. And who took home the win, Dan? That was Brad Kay coming from last place. And he said he was going to win. So. He did say he was going to win. Yep. Um, also, the k East Series, they were uh, running down at New Smyrna in Florida. Uh, Todd Gilliland took home the checkered flag in that race. Uh, and then the ARC series was at Daytona also with uh, Michael Self, I guess, is the guy who won. My I, Michael I didn't, Self, I didn't watch. he's uh, turning a lot of heads yeah. and had a, a, a great a great win. I didn't really watch that race. race. I just saw the clips of some, some of the big wrecks because that's kind of what always happens in the ARCA races. You know, the cup guys are always looking at them to see... <laughs> What, yeah, well, there's a lot, of up and, a lot of up-and-comers in the league and a lot of uh, people turning a lot of heads, but there was a uh, finishing fourth was Natalie Decker, young female driver, yes. who got a lot of notice in that race yeah. also. She's going to be in the K&N West series, right? 
I don't know. You tell me, Dan. I was unfamiliar with yeah, uh, her I future think, plans. Yeah, I think she's running K&N, too. All right, that's cool. So I'm sure we haven't seen the last of her and some and Michael Self and some of the other guys in Arca. Yeah. Um, so let's get into The Clash. Um, you know, it's always, you know, everyone gets so excited for Clash. It's the first race of the NASCAR season. There's always a lot of energy around it. So what do you think? I'm always waiting for it with, you know, anxiously. It's the first race of the season, although it is an exhibition race. Um, so there's always a lot of anticipation. Yeah. Uh, my first reaction to this year's race, though, uh, well, when it was all said and done, it was just way too long. But in the beginning of the race, I was telling you when I came over before that I was excited because it felt like a grudge match between last year's playoff winners, the fastest guys in the sport, pole sitters, playoff uh, contenders, yeah. and they're back on the racetrack. And the first 20 laps, which was the original distance of the clash, right. uh, was fantastic. And so it almost seemed like that first segment, which at this point is completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I definitely thought it was too long. You know, it should be just like a shootout, you know? They, they used to call it the Bud Shootout, right? Yeah, of course, right? yeah. So 75 laps is not really It's like a, a short race. Yeah. It's 325 miles. Yeah. So, I mean... They're... 187 miles. Good math. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to correct you. <laughs> I was um, like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it should be... It definitely should be shorter, whether it's 25 laps or, you know, some definitely... Uh, you know, less than a fuel run or, you know, so they don't have to make a pit stop, I would think. I, uh, yeah, and it just kind of just kept getting changed over and over again. And, uh, but the, the, the distance of the race, it really yeah. should be No one really made moves. Down. Like everyone just kind of like, they all went single file Which around a the lot, high line, you know. And there was a lot of criticism from fans on social media about how the drivers went to the high side. But it's been commented by some of the drivers is that, you know, they're not choosing to go to the high side and run there. It's just that uh, Brad K's car is fast, and it's strategy to move there. If you watch old races, old Daytona 500s, yeah. the leader tries to bring you up there. You get monster runs around the corner. We've talked about this on the show. You got to just ha- you gotta stay and hang on to the line there. And some guys yeah. are actually losing the draft yeah. towards the end of that race. And uh, Jimmy Johnson, though, <laughs> failed to finish his seventh in a row as he got caught up in a last lap wreck. Yeah. Some contact with Kyle Larson. Yeah, that was uh, a pretty big bump that Larson gave him. And Jeff Gordon was saying, oh, it's because the new Camaro, you know, doesn't really line up with the bumper. But then he was like, no, that was actually like pretty big shove that he gave him. He did give him a big shove. Johnson seemed to lose a little momentum going down the back straightaway. And then the, the Brad Kozlowski Ford, which has just been strong at... All the super speedways lately. Picked up a lately. lot of trash. Helped him with that downforce. Uh, oh, my goodness. He picked up a <laughs> giant piece of trash at the nose right there. Yeah. Uh, the other story out of the clash would be the handling and uh, yeah. the, the skew, this, this ride height yeah. or no ride height rule right. yeah. for the super speedways. Yeah. So the low end, of the, the rear end of these cars is like super low. They were saying that the spoiler is actually, they, they actually raised the height of the spoiler, but because of the ride height rule, the spoiler is actually two inches lower than where it was last year. So, I mean, these cars are running super low. You can even tell, like, the side, sk- the side skirts are barely even there anymore. Um, so, but they're still stuck to the ground, and it's going to be an interesting season with, with those rules. The cars are, were bouncing all over the place, and some of the drivers even said after the race that uh, ill-handling cars were a problem. Uh, just 
I'm looking at my phone right now, catching yeah. up what's going on right now. They're about 45 laps through in race number one. Yeah. And Joey Logano and his Penske Ford is out front. Uh, Eric Almarola is hopes for the start of the season on the right foot. Yeah. Dash as he got caught up in an early wreck with Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> and also William Byron has got- crashed out of this race as well. Uh-huh. So, you know what? It's Daytona. You don't. I know everyone's been talking about how these uh, these duels don't really mean anything, especially this year since all 40, 40 cars are locked into the race. No one's going home. Uh, but you know what? It's it's still a race. You know, you, you want to get a good starting position so that way you don't get caught up in anything in the actual five hundred. You know. Well, th- the the duels are uh they're it's they're a big part of speed weeks and. Uh, the, the shape, the duels have changed throughout the years, 150 miles from, from 125. There were even hundred miles at one point. Yeah. And the, the clash also has changed a lot in recent memory. Uh, but, uh, every time we come to Daytona this time of year, we're always celebrating the sports rich history. We're just coming off the Super Bowl. It's the yeah. Super Bowl of stock car racing. And I was, always loved how you go to go from old Super Bowl videos you know watching as a kid to go and yeah. watch like old NASCAR Daytona 500 videos and yeah. stuff like that yeah uh, so we have uh, this year we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of one of the most epic Daytona 500s of when Dale senior yep. won came down uh, pit lane getting all the congratulations that was yep. a monumental moment in racing 20 years ago to the day that was February 15th was it yep Oh wow! See, like this is this is a this is a big year, and you know, looking back on that year in 1998, that was yeah. a great speed weeks itself. Yeah, uh, we were talking about maybe that the clash needs to evolve and change. Well, at, at 1998, mm-hmm. the clash had was making its first big change that in uh, in a long time. In the 90s, it had gone to two 10 lap segments, and it was yeah. the only change the race had ever seen in about 20 years. So in 1998, Speed Week started uh, when the Labonte brothers, for the first time ever, brothers were on the front row for the Daytona 500. So they okay. locked in those two positions. Okay. Then there was the Bud Shootout. No longer the Bush Clash. And right. it, the Bud Shootout qualifier preceded it. And Jimmy Spencer, Mr. Excitement, mm-hmm. won the race and was in the 25-lap Bud Shootout that followed. Okay. It was a classic race that Rusty Wallace won after several wrecks at the end uh, prolonged the finish. Mm-hmm. And then in the last restart, Jeff Gordon rolled out of the gas because he thought Rusty Wallace had gotten ahead of him and went too soon on the outside. <laughs> and uh, Kenny Wallace pushed Rusty to the win, probably like one of his only ever at the Super Speedways. Yeah. Uh, also in that 1998 Speedwicks, Sterling Marlin got a big win that year for a brand new Felix Sabatis team. Uh, and in the end of that first race, Kenny Schrader got into a bad wreck. He broke his sternum, and in the 500, I remember he had to wear yeah. a bull riding yeah. biter's uh, vest. Um, race number two, race number two saw Dale Earnhardt lead flag to flag and capture another victory. He dominated there in the 90s. Uh, the action that year was long shots. Mark Gibson of Daytona Beach and Billy Standridge got together, <laughs> taking out the likes of Steve Park and Daryl Waltrip. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the pole, set, uh, uh, the pole sitter of the race number two and front row uh, a sitter for Sunday's race, 
Terry Labonte. He pulled off yeah. the track. He was like, it was too crazy. 1998, that draft was like working fast. The cars were all over the place. Yeah. So uh, I remember also Jerry Nadu got on the radar there. Uh, in the Dan Marino slash Bill Elliott entry, it was like the looked like the Miami Dolphins card number thirteen. Nice. And um, so Dale Earnhardt got into victory lane. It was actually his first victory in like a year since the last time he was there. Uh, right. He was hurt the, the year before. It was his eleventh twin one twenty five win, the thirtieth at Daytona, but he still hadn't won the five hundred. Yeah. And he told Dick Berger in victory lane that he would win that race. Uh, other classics, that, that uh, Speed Weeks, front row Joe Nemechek sat on the pole for the nap, uh, was a second alongside, uh, what they call him then? Oh, Magic Shoes Mike McLaughlin, number 34 <laughs> for the Napa 300. Did everybody have a nickname? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you're a race car driver. You have to have a nickname. <laughs> right? And then in the Daytona 500, all eyes were on Dale Earnhardt, and he yeah. drove it to victory for a classic Speed Weeks. Yeah. I love I love this time of year. I love kicking off the race season. So we decided to play a little game at Debris in Turn Three to kick off the season and try to get some fans to join the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do Speed Weeks trivia. We have a couple of key points. I'm gonna ask Dan, okay. and he's gonna tell me what year the trivia is. So I have a couple. Yeah. I just given Dan a couple of key points mm-hmm. from qualifying session all the way to the race. Yeah, I just want to tell you what year it is. And if you're listening, and if you go to our Instagram page and you sign up into our league at NASCAR.com, join Debris in Turn Three, comment to enter with your team name and the answer to the question, and you could tag your friends for as many entries as possible. And we'll give away some good racing stuff from the Debris and Turn 3 show. Sounds good. So I've given you the clues. Do you want me to read the clues or do you want to read the clues? You read the clue and I'll give you the answer. Okay. So um, looking for the clue on the show sheet. Totally lost the clue. Okay. All right. So <laughs> so Dan and listeners, yeah. you're going to tell me what year. Okay. Was this Speed Weeks because it was a, it was a classic one. Okay. Uh, for qualifying, it was the first time ever that teammates took the front row for the Great American Race. I mean, that one could give it away for a huge race fan. First time ever teammates took the front row. For the also, Great race. to the in the All Star Prelude to Speed Weeks, uh-huh. starting shotgun on the field was the injured defending series champion. And there was a breaking story from the grid that one of the contenders in the field had made a last-minute change from a Buick Regal to a Buick LeSabre. This race was won by the pole sitter for the third time in the history's event. So, moving on to the qualifying races. Yeah. Qualifying race number one, a local Northeast driver brought out the first yellow with a nasty wreck. Then a future champ dodged a big wreck and was on the Speed Week's radar big time. And then because of this big wreck, hearts were heavy as some of the series' biggest stars might miss Sunday's race because they were collected. Mm -hmm. In race number two, it was the first time a pair of three-time champions would start on the front row for a qualifying race. And then the winner of that second race didn't stop for fuel which raised a lot of eyebrows concerning fuel mileage. Okay. Saturday's race, the carnage spilled over, and there was a late race restart where a veteran-slash-future series champion made a risky move, uh, taking out an up-and-coming second-generation driver in the last corner while a former series champion 
won by a very small margin. Okay. And in Saturday's race, the beautiful 10 days of weather that le- all led to a cool and cloudy Sunday. There were no speed, re- uh, speed records broken in this particular Daytona 500 because the carnage spilled over into the 500. The yellow flag flew often. Average speed went down below 150 miles an hour. Some drivers sought relief in the first caution, while others made planned driver changes. A former race, a former race champion that had led momentarily but retired early to the garage with failures, as well as uh, more than one car made contact with the burn protecting Lake Lloyd. Two more clues. There was a young driver that brought out an untimely yellow flag at the end, and the race came down to the very end and was cited in the last few laps for a classic day, Daytona 500 and a conclusion to an epic speed weeks in okay. Daytona International Speedway. All right. So first of all, you threw me off with the Buick thing because I would figure that that would be like a 70s or 80s type of thing. Well, I put little clues in the uh yeah. in each one. But then you said a local northeast driver and something about a future series champion and a second generation driver, which leads me to believe that the local northeast driver was maybe Steve Park and that second generation driver was Dale Earnhardt Jr., which puts us into the 90s, but were they driving Buicks in the 90s? Ooh. Uh, Good question. As I'm watching three to go here, and Ryan Blady making a move to the inside of Joey Logano, but teammate number two going with his seasoned veteran on the high side, but Blaney's holding tight on the inside. A classic race here at Daytona. So, okay, so he's looking northeast driver, second-generation driver. Other clues jumping off at the page at you? Uh, Something about a three-time champion starting on the front row. It was the first time ever in a qualifying race that a pair of three-time champions sat on the front row. Right, and teammates were on the front row. For the Daytona 500. So teammates, I'm going to assume, were, if my theory is correct, Dale Earnhardt and Dale Earnhardt Jr., possibly, for DEI, or maybe Michael Waltrip's in there. I'm going to go somewhere around in the night, like, just going to say 2000. The year 2000? Yeah. In the year two thousand, Conan. Good guess. Way yeah. to pick out the clues. However, the answer is incorrect. Ah. The correct answer to the Speed Weeks trivia is nineteen eighty nine. Ah. Nineteen eighty nine was a tough year for champions of the sport, as the season started with defending five hundred champion Bobby Allison missing the race after a serious injury at Pocono. The year prior, ah, uh, in the season started with Ken Schrader and Daryl Waltrip capturing the front row. <laughs> hey, Kate, <laughs> capturing the front row. Yeah, it was the first time ever teammates would win the front row, and in the cool. clash. Chris Economaki kicked it off with the best grid walk ever in NASCAR as he introduced the drivers in the new 1989 season. And he kicked off uh, when he talked to Bill Elliott, who was a defending series champion, who would start, he broke a wrist on the Friday before in practice. Mm-hmm. And it was uncovered on the grid walk that Ricky Rudd in the Quaker State Buick yeah. is now in a LeSabre rather than a Regal. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what, what that did in the race. Yeah. And then Ken Schrader, after winning the pole 
took the victory in the clash, winning all the money laps, the $75,000 purse, and getting a great start to his speed weeks. In the Gatorade Twin 125s, a yellow was brought out early by Mattituck, New York's Greg Sachs after he made hard contact with turn one at the losing a right front tire. Right. Car went on fire. The 85 winner of the July race, he eventually went on to make the race uh-huh. in Buddy Baker's car and actually finished 23rd. Waltrip, Darrell Walter and Richard Petty hit pit lane to put on some uh, Hoosiers. Uh-huh. So they would get uh, longer-lasting tires for the rest of the race. When Alan Kowicki squeaked by, just miss, nearly missing a wreck with Rick Wilson in the Kodak Ford as well, and Lake Speed in number 83. It took out a lot of hopefuls as well as Kyle Petty, who was at the track for the first time in the Felix Sabata's number 42, Peak Antifreeze car. Uh, and they yeah. were going to miss the race, mm-hmm. as well as King Richard, who ended up using a provisional. Uh that, that Felix Sabata's team was also headed by Gary Nelson, whose Action Express team took P1 and 2 in the 24 hours of Daytona this year. Yeah. So that's a, that was pretty big. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Petty also got in by renting the car, the number 23 card of Eddie Bierschwell. I almost <laughs> lost it that year. I think I might have cried twice that Speed Weeks because I didn't get to go. I'm pretty sure my brother went to the, uh, went to the race that year, or at least the Twins, yeah. because we were down there. And then all of a sudden, Kyle Petty almost didn't make the race. It was, like, devastating. <laughs> uh, Darrell Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt Sr. were the two three-time Winston Cup champions that started on the front row for the Daytona 500. Uh, Terry Labonte went to the distance in a Junior Johnson Ford. Wow. And in the Grand National 300 <laughs> on Saturday, New Jersey Dirt Track native Brett Hearn went sliding upside down along the backstretch with seven to go in a multi-car crash that continued the carnage of Speed Weeks. Uh, a lot of cars saw the back of the wrecker and a late race restart. Uh, a young, silver spoon, second generation driver named Dale Jarrett he battled the final corner when Rusty Wallace made an aggressive move the high side of the block, and he would eventually win the championship that season in 1989. And then series champion Daryl Waltrip squeaked by to the inside. Darryl, uh, Jarrett made contact with Bodine and crashed. So a couple of veterans. No business belonging down in the lower series. <laughs> yeah. Crashed out. Some second generation special driver, you know. To, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then in the 500, it had been beautiful all week long. It was cloudy, and it was cool that day. It was comfortable conditions for racing. Uh, Daryl Waltrip sat confidently across from his teammate on the grid. Uh, he talked about his family and having a smart race. It just so happened to be his daughter's 17th birthday on the 17th day of February. He was in the 17 Tide Machine, and it was his 17th attempt at making the race. Uh, the Grand Marshal was the CEO of Unical, Richard J. Stegmeyer, just like it's supposed to be. And the green flag was weighed by CBS Sports president, just like it's supposed to be. The pace was slow. Uh, it was seven yellows for 30 laps, an average speed of 148 miles per hour. Uh, the yellow started early, Neil Bonnet had a failure and caught on fire and was laying on the grass as the, as the field <laughs> roared down to take the yellow flag. Uh, and that was a welcome repeat for real, uh, Bill Elliott as Jody Ridley, the Georgia native, 1981 Dover winner, got in his car for substitution. And Kyle Petty f- got in with a deal with Eddie Bierschwell taking over. That guy, I remember, always looked sad for having to get out the race. Probably made the deal saying first yellow. It didn't realize yeah. it was going to be four laps uh, into the race. 
Uh, Davy Allison and also Phil Barkdolf hit the berm. Davy Allison went over, but actually continued in the race. And up and coming Bobby Hillen Jr. hit the wall, bringing out an ill-timed yellow flag late in the race. Uh, making the leaders having to make two more stops rather than one more. Uh, Bobby Hillen was, you know, the bright up and comer. He took over the Stavola brother ride that won the 500 year before with Bobby Allison. Uh, but he would become famously known as blind boy after taking Kyle Petty out of the 500 a few years later. Um, the race, I remember watching it. The, the, the race was riddled with commercials and they kept almost missing uh, missed all the yellow flag action. They kept coming yeah. back to find out the race was on the yellow flag and they almost missed the pit stop for fuel at the end with 11 to go when Schrader and Earnhardt went for a gas and go that Earnhardt orchestrated beautifully making uh, uh, perfect with his gas man, Chocolate Myers. But Ken Schrader also... He missed his pit stop and led to a six second, kind of blowing his chance for a win. Uh-huh. Uh, only Alan Kowicki and Daryl Waltrip gambled. Kowicki led. His team was, remember, his, his small number seven Xerox team. Um, and he had to end up, he had to come in and pit with only a few laps to go. He wasn't making it. So Earnhardt led and coming off the heartbreaks in 1986, yeah. 87, and 88. This looked like it could be his year. But Ken Schrader caught him and passed him, taking the second position, thinking no one could make it on fuel when Daryl Waltrip stretched it across the line behind his old ride, the number 11 Budweiser, Junior Johnson Ford, and took the win. Are you thrilled, Dan? Yeah, that was a lot happened in 1989. I wanted to give a little... That was just one week. That was a big, that was an epic week, and he took home the Harley J. Earl trophy. Nice. So I just wanted to give a little... You know, a little throwback yeah. to a, a very famous Speed Weeks. Yeah. And we'll see if the fans out on Instagram can get it and join in the show and maybe win some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this year's Speed Weeks and just jump to some news stuff that happened in the last couple of weeks or so. Um, so before the Modifieds went to uh, New Smyrna, they were down at uh, Bronson Speedway first. Um Ryan Priest had a pretty nasty crash going into turn one there. Kind of just went right into the wall and right over. And over? Yeah, over the wall. Just clear over it. Where'd you see this? You did not share this with me? Uh, it was all over Facebook. People were posting. It was a real, like, blurry video, but was it looked it, pretty nasty. video? Uh, but he he's fine. He's down in New Smyrna in the six car driving there. So Ready for the rest of the races at the World Series of Asphalt? Yep. Uh, so got to give a shout out to Tom, the modified guy on Instagram. He, uh, he films a lot of stuff at Riverhead, uh, puts it up on YouTube and Instagram and stuff. So he's actually down there. So he's been posting a lot of footage. I must, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Yeah. And also I gotta remember to get on fan choice TV and catch all the action from yep. New Smyrna Speedway. Yep. Uh, so we said this is Danica's last race. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. He's going to be there. Uh, who else can be there? Along with a lot of other celebrities. Well, uh, Peyton Manning is, uh, he's driving the pace car or something, right? Yeah. He's driving the pace car. Dale Jr. is the grand marshal. I don't know what Chipper Jones is going to be doing there. Yeah. I think he's like an honorary official or something like that. And then Charlize Theron is throwing the green flag. Interesting. To the dismay of a lot of NASCAR fans. Why? I don't get it either. It's, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so 
some people just terribly, terribly upset about it. Yeah. Um, look, I'm watching this. Uh, we missed the end of the first uh, duel here, but it looks like Bubba and Logano having a little conversation. I did see uh, Brad Keselowski, though, go for a spin down the back straightaway, made some contact, mm-hmm. with, looked like Jamie McMurray. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about the race weekend. So the, the duels are on right now, like we said. Um, also, during the clash, you notice they have this new leaderboard thing that's on the left-hand side of the TV. Did okay. you notice that? I did notice. Yeah. It's a lot easier to read like the position that every the positions that everyone's in rather than like the traditional ticker that they had like scrolling all along the top. Well, there was a ticker and then there was the box that would scroll kind of like five at a time. Yeah. I, I like this board, just the kind of leaderboards up yeah. front. And it just takes just, up a lot of the TV though. You know, that has been a criticism of a lot of people. Yeah. But I like that. And also like how whenever they, sh- um, uh, they put like the scanner, like the, uh, you know, stuff on, they cut half of that, like if that cut that yeah. leaderboard in half, and they write that they have the uh, driver, crew chief, and the spotter. So, a lot of screen being taken up with information. Yeah, but it's good that like you get to see like who the team is and everything. Because usually when they have like a spotter, ta- like when they do the radio scan, they'll just say, "Oh yeah, that was blah 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 spotter for you know." And they don't really like make it seem like it's a team sport. But this seems like they're trying to say like, "Hey, like this is who's involved with this driver," you know? Right. I like that. Yeah. And uh, we've seen that also with having to declare your kind of like your team roster for the pit crews also. Yeah. Uh, along with like the entry list, you have to have your road crew and uh, all divided out, like, you know, everyone's positions and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, I guess the other big thing is also the pit stops are changing now because we saw in the clash the first round of slower pit stops with the one less man over the wall. So yeah. uh, eager to well, catch up again with the dual race here and see what happened uh, uh, in regard to any pit stops. And that's sure to uh, possibly change the outcome of the 500 on Sunday also. What do you think of of these dual races, though? I mean, everyone's locked in. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I touched on it a little bit before. I think it's still important. Like, it's an important race. And it's just also a tradition that, you know, Daytona has a unique short track kind of mentality and style. Right, but in 1989, they sent home 18 drivers from the race yeah we didn't send anybody home from this race it's a different time you know it's it's all about the money if you if you have the money to to field a car you know then you're kind of might be how to field the money to field the car on a full-time basis yeah otherwise it's just too expensive to for the you know for a local guy to try and field the car so is this just a 150 mile test session uh is there no, any prestige so. that comes with winning this race? Yeah, I think there's some prestige. I mean, as we just noticed that a lot of guys have kind of wrecked <clears throat> out and going to have to start in the back. You know, it's still exciting to see where they can finish in this race and then where to, you know, where they'll start. And it's also 500. a big deal, I'm sure, too. I'm looking at Ryan Blaney now in Victory Lane uh, talk, talking about what it means to, to, to win at Daytona. So. Yeah. Because uh, there was a lot of criticism thrown about the, uh, the, the the front row procedure also. Yeah. And that Alex Bowman won won the poll. Does it really matter? Well, sure. I think it matters to a guy like Alex Bowman who drives the 88 car and, yeah. you know, sitting on the front row for this, the big race. Yeah, because he could have taken over that car from Junior and just, you know, not even, you know, not even made... The, the show if no you know, more cars well, showed up, you know, like, the, the, the car the car was chartered and locked yeah, in and the car was fast it. last year getting on the pole also yeah. but the fact that he, he's taken it over and was able to win the pole 
in his first year full time in this ride. It's pretty nice. It was pretty cool. So what else do we have to look forward to this this week? Because Speed Weeks is not over yet. There's no. still one race left tonight, and then uh, Friday night down in New Smyrna, you got the Richie Evans Memorial Tour Type Modified 100. Uh, the trucks are also Friday night from Daytona. Uh, Saturday, you got the Xfinity Series, and then Sunday's Daytona 500. The Great American Race. Yeah, packed weekend. It is a it is a packed weekend. Daytona is is hopping this time of year. So is the east coast of Florida at the Speedway, the surrounding Speedways at New Smyrna. If you're looking for some dirt track action, Volusia County Speedway. We were just there a couple of years ago yeah. for a couple of great races. Uh, we saw uh, Kyle Larson go for a spin through the fence, and then yep. uh, we saw a seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson take home the victory. It's a pretty good weekend. It was a great weekend. Um, do we want to get to our predictions for the 500? Well, are, are they really predictions, or are this going to be our picks for Let's other do like fans? our picks, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we're pick. so instead of really, like, last, last year we kind of gave predict- predictions for the pole sitter, but now that that's part of the game, we kind of had to find something else to do for yeah. the upcoming season. So we're going to go with a single elimination. You cannot use this driver again yep. throughout the rest of the season. Mano y mano, you versus me. Got to put something on the line here. We'll we'll come up with it. Yeah. So um, who are you thinking of this first race? Daytona 500, the Super Speedway, the Great American Race, the Super Bowl of stock car racing. Ah uh, man, you know, I know this person doesn't even have a chance, and it's their last race. But I'm going to take her anyway. Really? Yeah. Well, good pick. I was kind of thinking about taking her also. But I'm going to go along those same lines, hmm. and I'm going to try to choose somebody that will save me a pick for later on yeah. down the season. And I'm going to go with a guy that's also running one of his last races, and Brendan Gunn, number 62 machine. Okay. So hopefully he'll have a little success in the draft, and we can gain some points. And Because I think those last 10 races in the playoffs – we might be struggling to find some good drivers. Yeah. Oh, are we going to re... Are we just going to go through the playoffs? Or are we going to, like, reset? I think we should just go playoffs. straight through whole season. Like, okay. kind of balancing out. If you have somebody for the end, it should be, okay. part, be a part of it. Or maybe if you get, like, a win. I like bonuses, you know. Yeah. I'm all about bonuses in the Wave Arounders League. Maybe if you win... You get to use that You get to use again. that guy again if I he, like, like wins a race. That's a good idea. Cool. Uh, so I think right there is a good place to end. I think it's a good place to leave it until next week, Dan. Yeah. So make sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and rate and review us. Join the league. Join the debris league. And f- debris in turn three <laughs> at NASCAR.com. Get in. First race Sunday. It's going to be a great 2018 season. The veterans, the young guns, there's a lot to look forward to this year. Cool. Can't wait to see what storylines develop as the season goes on. Yeah. So, Dan, you want to take us away from Brooklyn, New York? I'm Dan. My name is Matt. This is Debris and Turn 3 Fancast. Till next week. Adios.